Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Reopening the X-Files, the podcast that proves the truth is still out there. I'm Nate, the Ultimate Movie Geek, and I'm joined once again by my lovely co-host, Agent Powell. Hi, hi. You alright? Mm-hmm. So, we've watched a lot of X-Files tonight. We have. Three episodes. Two episodes from the season 10. The new season, oh, the, uh, I can't remember what it's called. Revived show, uh, and one episode from season three, which we're going to talk about tonight. What episode was it? Do you remember what it was called? The story of Kukaracha <laughs> or something like that. What? I don't know. I'm just making it up. Uh, episode 12 from season three, War of the Corophages. I hope I said that right. Written by Darren Morgan and directed by Kim Manners. Not part of the uh, overarching series mythology, but it is another one of Morgan's more comedic, funny episodes, which seems to be the ones, the proper light-hearted ones, aren't they? Yeah. What happens in this episode, Pal? Oh, shall we say where we can, where they can find us? Or me? Or you? Yeah, let's do that. On Twitter, at Reopen the X-Files, you can, you can contact us, uh, or at Movie Ultimate on Twitter, and you can also follow Powell, or at least the cats, at, what is it? Coco Boo Kitties. Coco Boo Kitties on Instagram. I don't post very often, not in the social media either. You're not, but the, the cats are cute, so, well, yeah, well. look at me now, look at it, it looks like tombs with a yellow eye. Mm-hmm. So what's this episode about, Powell? Cockroaches. Is that it? Yeah. Cockroaches around and people are dying, <laughs> they're dropping like flies. So they think there's something wrong, like the cockroaches like poisonous or something. And um, Mulder gets hold of one and it's um they're almost like robotic, aren't they? Yeah, metallic made of metal, the yeah. exoskeleton. The exoskeleton. Um and it's one where for predominantly throughout the episode Mulder and Scully are apart. Mm. Mulder's doing his typical dead annoying thing where he rings her, talks to her, and then he has to go all of a sudden and leaves her hanging. It's like as soon as he rings her, she's like, you all right? Is everything all right? He's like, yeah, yeah. yeah." His dad, like, he would wind me up. But she she goes to bed with the telephone. And when he phones her, like, it's at middle of the night because he wakes up feeling like he's crawling with cockroaches. The phone's by her ear. So she's gone to sleep. She's proper in this she's episode. Worried, she think. is worried. Yeah. And she's jealous as well. Because <laughs> yeah. there's a bug expert. Dr. Bambi Berenbaum. Um, who's very attractive and Mulder is quite like creepy around her. Um, <laughs> Why is he creepy? He just is the way he's acting. 
And like Scully's really jealous, even though she hasn't met her. When fact, she Scully. finds out her name is Bambi, she's like, her name is Bambi. It's quite a funny episode. It is, it is it's a funny uh, episode. very light-hearted. Subtly funny. I think if you I don't think. like bugs, you wouldn't like it because there's lots of roaches and that. Yeah, thing. lots of roaches, but they go out of the way to like they, they break the fourth wall uh, a couple of times with the bug crawling across the screen. They do, yeah, yeah, it's quite quite. Uh, it's just a <laughs> funny episode. It's not very scary. I think if you well, I don't, I don't know if you don't if you don't like bugs. Yeah, and I suppose if you lived in that town and it was real and you'd be terrified, but people more uh, scared to death of it, weren't they? Rather than yes, although I still don't well, understand. Bugs. Yeah, well, How no, did no, the first person die. Uh, anaphylactic shock. Right. Yeah, so, so he died of that. Yeah, the guy, uh, oh, the guy in the toilet died of a heart attack. No, an emulator. Em- Embolism. Embolism in his head. Aneurysm. Aneurysm, one of them. Yeah, strange. Pushing too hard. Because he did say, before he went to the toilet, he said, I just realised I'm constipated. Yeah, and then the guy <laughs> who, the teenage guys, who weirdly enough, that they were all like smoking pot through the <laughs> yeah. tube thing. The episode we watched tonight in season 10, um, episode 3. Mulder and Scully meet the whale. The two whale stoners monster. at the beginning and the two stoners from this. Um, he died for his self-inflicted injuries because he thought he yeah. saw one crawling into his arm, so he yeah. was cutting himself open. So there was all explained, but the the theory went around that there was killer bugs. Yeah, and everybody went crazy. Bit like now with COVID and toilet roll, because everyone's apparently going out and buying toilet roll yeah. again. And it was all right yesterday when I when I went. Yeah, we genuinely did need them. We'll just put that out. We've there. got we've got five asses to wipe. So we've got five. <laughs> <laughs> to put it crudely, we do have five butts in our house um, and the boys use way too much toilet roll um, but yeah it was a bit like that so people like went on a supermarket stall yeah and they were just going like crazy like supermarket sweep supermarket sweep and Scully's just like what on earth is going on like have you not heard there's killer bugs everywhere but they're actually not killer bugs they're just something that nobody knows where they've come from mm. Well, it's just it's just because they're linked, isn't it? All these deaths, and then there's cockroaches at the scene, all the time. Um, it's a it's a funny funny episode. I do like the fact that because it is the weekend, they're not working. This is an episode where they're not actually working. He's actually out of his apartment. Yeah, because, because it's being fumigated. Bugged. It's being fumigated. And funnily enough, at the end of the episode, there's still bugs in his apartment. Yeah, so, <laughs> so it hasn't worked. Good job. Um, but it's you see what Scully gets up to when she's not with Mulder. She's <laughs> cleaning the dog, sat cleaning the gun, cleaning the gun, isn't she? On yeah. Friday night, rock and roll, rock and roll, <laughs> living the dream. Yeah, and then she's yeah she baths the dog and then she's reading. Uh, oh, what was it? Breakfast at Tiffany's. Breakfast at Tiffany's. But yeah, and she's constantly saying that um, she she has the answer for everything. In this episode, it's. I don't know if it, it is it. Do you think some writers write her as, uh, not know it all, but has the answer for everything. Yeah, because she does a lot of the time. Yeah. She'd be. They'd both be infuriating to work with. She'd be infuriating because <laughs> she'd just shit all over your ideas all the time and like rationalize them, and then he would be infuriating because he's just like. 
leaves you hanging. Yeah. And like you're asking him questions and he's already hung up the phone on you and I'd be like, oh my God, he drives me insane. But yeah, the uh, it's quite a funny little episode, this one. It is. I didn't really, like, because sometimes, right, I'm, I'm not the brightest spark in the box. Spark, see, I can't even say a bloody... Cool. Brightest yeah. tool in the no brightest tool. <coughs> brightest, yawning, yeah. See that what we... sharpest tool in the box. I'm either a brightest star or a sharp tool. I'm not too sure. Obviously not by messing up those sayings. Uh, but I didn't realise that. Well, I did, but it sort of got gone past me that there is the potential that some of the cockroaches are aliens, or have been like sent to Earth. Yeah, they just don't know, do they? And no. even at the end with the two experts, and she was like, maybe they were in the final stage. The final stage is where they get the wings, ex- yeah. Yeah, the exoskeleton, and then they've gone back to wherever they've come from. Mm. Um, I don't, it's interesting. I personally like Personally, don't think they're aliens. Why? I just don't. I just think Good it's cover, one of those inexplicable things. Who's going to look at a cockroach? They probably live somewhere like under deep underground deep or underground. somewhere like that. and... They've done episodes like that, though, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, one bit of advice that I learned when I worked in a chain of uh, pub, gastro pubs, was uh, you never step on a cockroach. If you step on a cockroach, the eggs spread. So you're making the problem worse. So catch it and throw it away. But surely if you step on it, you then clean it up and like bleach it. No, but they, they, it's like spores oh, and go. Oh, that's it. Mm. I stood on one once, but by accident it was alive. It was in my bedroom and I was walking through the bathroom and I lived at home with my parents and I just, I thought, oh, what was that? And moved my fork because I'd stood on something and this, like, cockroach or beetle, like, scuttled off. And, you know, when you just, like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, ah! I was, like, jumped on my bed. I was like, oh, my God, I just so like touched how, it. like how Mulder reacted when he saw the uh, brain mantis <laughs> crawling towards yeah. him. It's a good episode, I have yeah. to say. I do I do enjoy this episode. It is funny. You it's get a... to see their weaknesses. Yeah, right? their weaknesses. And you just see them as 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 humans instead of like these super agents yeah. who know all sorts, yeah. They've got their own downfalls and pitfalls, yeah. haven't they? And then they end up covered in shit at the end. <laughs> they do, yeah. Methane or whatever it is, plant explodes, plan, yeah. doesn't it? It's full of cow poo and they get covered <laughs> in it. And he finishes it because she's mimicking and mocking that bamboo. Yeah, because she's proper jealous. I know. And then she goes off with the expert guy who's like expert in the robotics, like robotic yeah. bugs and whatever. And they like seem to hit it off. And Mulder's just like, you can tell he's just like, are you joking me? And uh, she's like having a go mimicking her. And he goes to her. You know what's going I never thought I'd say this to you. You stink. <laughs> Oh, you smell bad or something like that. I like, I like the, uh, the the sheriff who comes by and he's like, you should go get some rest. You look pooped. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in poop. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's a funny one. It's a good one. Right. Shall we move on to our next part of the show? We currently have a cat uh, lying on the recording device. Yeah. So you may hear it purr soon. Anyway, we'll move on to the next part of the show, which is... Uh, gonna play stuff? Fanboy facts. Oh. Skin is not in the episode. Okay. Fanboy. 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 Fanboy.
correct. So, cast and crew members later recalled that Kim Manners began giving orders to the roaches. Cinematographer John S. Bartley explained, when I saw Kim Manners talking to a bucket of cockroaches, that was the highlight for me. <laughs> when Scully arrives in town at the grocery store riot, a sailor in classic Navy uniform grabs a bunch of chocolate and pantyhose. I saw that. I did yeah. notice the pantyhose. Two things that were heavily rationed during World War Two. <laughs> Didn't get the link. Obviously too young. Have you got the link to the other point, what the title is a link to and a small town going a little bit crazy? Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, Scully is reading Breakfast at Tiffany's, which is a reference to David Duchovny's appearance on Jeopardy, uh, Celebrity Jeopardy in 1995. The final Jeopardy question referred to this Truman Capote novel. Unfortunately, Mulder, or <laughs> Duchovny, got it wrong. So it was like a little in-joke saying, should have read it. Uh, I never have got that in a million years. Well, it's not a guessing game, is it? It's fanboy fact. Yeah. She's not on the microphone, is she? No, I've just moved the phone because <laughs> she's sat right on it. Sheriff Frass mentions to Mulder that there is a nearby government facility that is rumoured to be harvesting swarms of killer bees. What's that foreshadowing? One of the Caesar, uh, what are the Caesars? One of the shows. The movies. Yeah, but it's the in the shows as well. Oh, it is in the show, isn't it? Where the yeah. school gets attacked. Oh. Frass is the specific term for insect poo. And that's why the sheriff is called Frass. Uh, the Stoners, this is what you mentioned before, played by Tyler Levine and Nicole Parker, would reappear later in the season in the episode Quagmire. Because mm. they do appear. Which one's that? Is that a wooded crocodile? Possibly. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, and then this the... isn't the one I thought that they shot the, they yeah, were they in the beginning of. Yeah. So I have seen them in some else because when they were in this, I was like, oh, this yeah. isn't the one I remember. About. No, the, the back it later in this season. Yeah. And in uh, Mulder and Scully meet the Weir Monster, Brilliant. which we watched. We've watched tonight. that tonight with our eldest I, son. Yeah, because we're still doing the rewatch. We're on the final two seasons now for him. We just watched the film at the weekend, which I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that, but. Like I like the film. You said you didn't like the second film. No, I've always but, but liked it. I after watching it this weekend, I was a little bit. I, I should. It's a very grounded yes. film. It's not an out there film, really. But I think that's that was my problem with it back back in the day, was when I went to see it. I wanted like a continuation of of the of conspiracy the, and the, the yeah the first rounding film. everything off. But yeah. I suppose they did that at the end of the season. Yeah. So you don't need that, and it was just a nice little fan episode all the fans and looking back it, it was really good because the Mulder and Scully I'm going into it sorry you are now. the Mulder and Scully interactions in that film is perfect it's really really well written and directed well there you go that's a turnaround for you it is maybe I might do a review on the YouTube channel anyway let's move on uh, <laughs> coprophagia is the consumption of feces which is what cop Roaches and other bugs do. So they eat food. Like dung beetles, don't mm. they? They all look shit. Um, the character Dr. Bambi Berenbaum is named after prize-winning University of Illinois entomologist Dr. May Berenbaum. It, I don't know if this is true, but it may be a reference to James Bond 
female heroines having funny names. Yeah. I don't know if that's... Who knows? You said her parents were naturists, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Naturalists, wasn't it? Naturists oh. are naked. Oh, I thought she said naturist. <laughs> Maybe it was natural. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> um, where are we at here? The title of the episode refers to Orson Welles' famous, infamous 1938 radio broadcast, The War of the Worlds, and the panic that it caused. Just like the panic caused by the old-blown rumours about cockroaches killing people, the name of the location where this episode takes place is also a parody of the setting for War of the Worlds radio broadcast. This episode setting is Miller's Grove, Massachusetts, uh, and the setting for War of the Worlds was Grover's Mill. Oh, there you go. Play on words. Mm, Clever. Mulder's attraction to Dr. Bambi caused a flood of negative fan reaction that he would consider any woman other than Scully. He's a bit silly because he's a... (laughs) <laughs> he's a red-blooded male and she's a red-blooded female so they are going to have other interests because at this point nothing really between them there is the jealousy aspect I think from both sides I don't but Minnie mean, proper shuts off completely against Scully doesn't he the slight you know, he's in mid-conversation he answers the phone he's like can't talk hands just up not, it. not now yeah he hangs it up it's just like oh god he's yeah. like totally forgotten about scully but does he see her like that at this point don't know does don't she know. see him like that at this point or is She's it just jealous. because they are well think about it how many days a week do they work say six yeah and they're they constantly hours, together they? yeah and they travel all the time yeah they travel together the like like they say, in, 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 yeah. it's weird actually that it took so long for it to become romantic. But once you do that, you get the like the Ross and Rachel effect, don't you? They're together, but then you've got to break them up. Yeah, I suppose. Whereas you get this, and is it seventh season that they get together? They almost kiss in the film, mm. and then it's the seventh season, I think. They, or maybe they were just maybe maybe it's just unseen. Maybe we don't see it throughout and they are together in no, some episodes. No, we'd know. That, no, we would yeah, know. we'd know. But then they, they, they break them up between the uh, second film and the, the revived yeah. series. I know. Yeah. Go in. I do, um, it's, it's like, I don't know, as good looking pair as they are, I don't think it would work in if it was real life. And you don't, you don't shit on your own doorstep, do you? You don't go out with somebody from work. I never had mind you, I don't work with anyone who's remotely attractive. <laughs> never have. Sorry to anyone else. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, final one. The car crash that happens outside the supermarket was real. In fact, Gillian Anderson turns and carries on with the scene when she realises that nobody was injured. And that's the end of my fanboy facts. Did everyone enjoy that? Oh, all right then. Well, if you did enjoy it, Send us a message on Twitter at Reopen the X Files or at Movie Ultimate, and I will shout out any comments that come through next next episode. You're not getting any. You're not adding any. No, not at the moment. Oh, no. I haven't done out ever. We don't. We don't really get any listeners. I don't think. Do we not get? I thought we, I, did. we do. We, it looks like we do. We we probably do, but we don't want to interact. Yeah. Interact with us. <laughs> we want to hear your Please. thoughts. <laughs> Um, yeah, but no, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, that, that's about it for this episode. 
And we'll see you next week for... Oh, what's the episode called? I'm not too sure. But it's got Ryan Reynolds in. I think it's a funny one again. Where Mulder and Scully argue throughout the episode. Or Scully's pissed off on Mulder. Yeah, it's the two girls, isn't it? Yeah. Ryan Reynolds dies really early on. And yeah. you didn't... It was me who went, oh my God, it's Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Anyway, thanks for listening. And we will see you Thursday. Oh, Thursday! When the Halloween countdown begins. Look to the skies, everybody. Because the truth is out there. I made this. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.